<laughs> One, two. Okay, Sirak. Doing the ASMR That's trend. Enough. <laughs> Is All it, over TikTok. I know it, the ASMR trends are really coming up so hard for me right now. It seems like everyone's into it. So I don't know. I just want to give the sisters a little ASMR intro. Maybe they want this. PCOS. PCOS. <laughs> Let us know, anyone. If you guys want us to do ASMR on the podcast. Oh, my no, I, God. I don't know if we can actually that. do it. but <laughs> Rip open Ovacetol. Pour it in the water. Yeah. S- hear the sounds of the dust. Like. Sizzling. <laughs> yeah. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong. What's up, everyone? Hope you're doing well. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is a sister and her mister. A sister and her mister. So today we're going to really talk about gluten and dairy-free diet. As you guys know, it's one of the diets that we recommend trying for 30 days to see if it's right for you. But we're going to talk about can we have a cheat day or can you have a cheat day with gluten dairy free and what that's all about yeah we get a lot of dms asking can i have a cheat day before we get there though babe acupuncture let's talk a little bit about how acupuncture has been going on because we've been doing it for seven Mm -hmm. weeks now for our listeners fellow listeners we started seven weeks ago how have you felt telling now yeah we're on an acupuncture journey and you know as i reflect (laughs) on like the first few times that i went I definitely see a difference in my daily lifestyle. Like honestly, having to go at 530 Mm -hmm. on Monday, Wednesday and Fridays has made me prioritize that appointment and really carve out time for myself during the day instead of just like work, work, working, task after task, whatever I'm doing Mm -hmm. and really prioritize just and it's 20 minutes, the acupuncture, but it takes like 30, 40 by the time you like talk to the guy and everything. Yeah. And for those wondering like what acupuncture is, maybe like you're imagining a thousand needles on your back because that's what I used to think like a couple of years ago when I didn't know a single thing about acupuncture. I was like, oh, it's not where like they put needles on your back and oh yeah or like even you like see it in movies it's like really there's like, like a bed a of needles, needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah there's a bed of needles yeah. and the guy lays on top of it and then no. someone walks on top like that's what they show in movies but it's that's not at all what it's about like yeah. so for those who've never done acupuncture including myself i didn't do it up until two months ago basically you go you lie down and the doctor will just put needles like five, six different locations. Now, the location of the needle will depend on what your condition is. For example, like Tallinn um, has been trying to improve her her thyroid health. Mm -hmm. So the doctor has been putting it on her thighs, correct? Yeah, my inner and outer thighs, all up and down. Yeah, and I guess that has to do with the chi going down to the, yeah. going up to the thyroid. I mean, I'm just kind of like... They can explain yeah. it so much better, but yeah. Yeah, and for me, it's been about like lowering stress, improving testosterone, and just just like basically overall like um, helping with my stress levels. And for yeah. me, like they've been putting it like between my toes. Yeah. He's been putting it on my big toe, <laughs> on my pinky toe, a couple times on my like upper lip, on my chin, sometimes on my head. Head, yeah. It changes week to week and like... So when they first put it, it can like hurt for like, let's just say a minute. Like, like for example, he put it on my 
toe once. Mm-hmm. Not once. I mean, he's done it many, many times. <laughs> but one time he put it on my toe and it was like throbbing <laughs> for like a whole two minutes. Like I could feel like my heart rate like throbbing through my toe. Like, uh-huh. And then I was like, wow, this is pretty intense. But then after two minutes of lying there in the darkness, because they leave you for like 30 minutes after they needle you up. <laughs> And after staying there for like two minutes, it started to go away and I started to focus on my breath. I started to just like breathe in, breathe out. Mm -hmm. And then like after 15 minutes of just trying to relax, you literally start to melt. Like it's it's almost (laughs) like literally literally your body's melting onto the bed and Uh you can't get up because you're an ice cream. Not really though. Like it feels like you're, you know, like when you're fall, like that feeling of falling asleep, where mm. you're like, <gasps> like you try to yeah, catch yeah. yourself, like like you're. That's what's happening, and it's the most relaxing feeling. Same thing yeah. for you, right? Babe? Yeah, yeah. Except you're not like waking up in a panic. No, no, you no. know, but yeah, yeah. You literally melt, and it almost, literally, <laughs> yeah, and it almost feels like you're in heaven. And now this isn't every single time we've gone. Sometimes we're so high strung, or we're so like too many things going on in our minds that we don't reach that level of relaxation of that melt but if we go into it well rested stable already like mentally you know then we reach that point where we're melting on the table yeah and so i really encourage you to like do a little meditation clear your mind then go to acupuncture and melt away yeah and like when you're lying down in the darkness just like meditate in that moment too because that will help you relax yeah and like fall asleep and when you wake up it just feels like this, this weight off your shoulders like, like a good example i have is you know when you work all day and like you're maybe working at the desk you know on your computer maybe you're doing more of a, like a physical job and then you feel like that tension in your back you know mm-hmm. like your back it feels like so hard and just tense mm-hmm. you do acupuncture and it literally like that tension like melts Lightens away up. it lightens up when you yeah. get out you can like Walk stand up better. straight your back doesn't feel tight 100 that's like the best benefit for me is feeling yeah. relaxed you can walk lightly you yeah. know instead of like tense and hunched over yeah like those times where he does my big toe and stuff <laughs> <laughs> it literally feels like my foot is like 10 pounds lighter like when i'm <laughs> when i'm walking afterwards it feels like there's a hole in my foot and there's wind going through my foot as if i'm just like throwing a paper airplane in the air and it's just like whizzing through like (laughs) aerodynamic like my foot is more aerodynamic is what i would like to say (laughs) i wish you could see his face while he's explaining this sisters (laughs) so yeah that's been our acupuncture uh experience so far but with that being said let's go into this week's episode let's do it all right so this week's episode we're talking about cheat days babe how do we feel about cheat days Well, as we always say, if you joined us on our Instagram lives, we don't like calling a cheat day or cheat meal for anything because that adds a negative connotation. It makes it automatically makes you feel bad because of the word cheat in it. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to being gluten dairy free for PCOS or when it comes to any diet whatsoever, it's not about perfection, but rather consistency. Exactly. Consistency with gluten dairy free is the key. Now, other diets, for example, like keto, you have to be perfect. Right. Those, or else it just doesn't work at yeah. all. You're not in ketosis. Yeah. And even when you are perfect, it can still be a miserable experience. Yeah. And then there's low, other low-carb diets. There's cutting calories. There's all these things that yeah. maybe does require people to be, quote-unquote, perfect with limited results. Mm-hmm. But when you're going gluten dairy-free, it's more so about consistency. Maybe for some, it's 80%. Yeah. Others, 90%. Maybe 99% if you're feeling amazing and it's easier for you, then yeah, 
Yeah. I've seen responses from sisters who have gone like 80% gluten and dairy free and lost weight mm-hmm. or their symptoms got better, whatever symptoms it may be, their acne, their bloating, their mood. Yeah. And that's just 80%. That's not 100%. And maybe after seeing that wonderful result from going gluten and dairy free, then eventually they become 100%. I feel like that's what happened with me. I started with like zero expectations of perfection because I was so over diets Mm -hmm. and how nothing would work. So I was like, gluten, dairy-free, fine. So I'd start with breakfast. Eventually I would get used to that and start eating a gluten and dairy-free lunch. And then if I accidentally had some, I would evaluate how I felt. Okay, I'm bloated. Looks like this is really doing something to me. And slowly, slowly, my body just got used to gluten and dairy-free. And I was making easier choices to eat gluten and dairy-free. Like when I was eating out and so on, it was easier to choose my meals. Mm -hmm. But this came with time and patience and... I was just at a point in my life when I went gluten and dairy free where I was so over the strict mentality. And Mm -hmm. I was like, everyone just leave me alone. If this feels good, I'll do it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it turns out it did. And many people get caught up in that thought of like, oh, nothing will work, right? Because they've been led to so many different directions. Yeah. You know, PCOS is a complex condition and there are, there can be so many directions that you can go into. And, and unfortunately, a lot of them can be the wrong direction and yeah. that can leave you feeling defeated almost like nothing is going to work mm-hmm. so with that being said we're trying to make it easy for you you know that's why we have this podcast to help you explain all these different topics that's why we've created the sisterhood you know yeah. we put all the steps of going gluten-free dairy-free finding your pcos type finding your carb tolerance workouts all this stuff in a step-by-step way so that you're able to do it at your own pace without like feeling like you're rushed and things like that yeah every single obstacle you might face going gluten-free or dairy-free we have a short video in the sister about it that sirak has like edited to perfection it's Mm -hmm. hilarious to watch but even like eating out for example you know how to eat out how to ask the waiter what you should Mm -hmm. look out for or restocking your pantry we have a pantry tour and i show like exactly what i need in my pantry to sustain a pcos friendly gluten and dairy-free lifestyle Yeah. So once you know these things, it's easier to do, you yeah. know, educating yourself. And not to mention, if you're looking for like motivation, inspiration, if you're looking for proof, we have a bunch of testimonials and we want to inspire you. So if you want to head over to like our Instagram, for example, PCOS.WeightLoss, you can see a bunch of testimonials there about sisters who are either going gluten dairy free, finding their PCOS type, and just basically taking you know their PCOS in the right direction. We have all these testimonials there that you can get inspired from. So I highly recommend checking out our Instagram to see those testimonials. Yes. And it can help you, you know, just feeling more motivated to take the next steps. Yeah, I'd say so. I read this really hilarious analogy about changing your diet. It said, basically, changing your diet is like learning a new sport. you got to flex that muscle to grow it. But sometimes it feels too hard, so we want to cheat. And in sports, you'd be disqualified if you cheated. But in life, you just move on. So instead of calling it a cheat meal, just try to make it and accept it as part of your lifestyle. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. That's a really good analogy because, yeah. you know, in sports, when you do like when you do a penalty or whatever, a referee comes you're in out. and says, you're kicked out of the game. Uh-huh. Or they say 15 yard penalty and then the touchdown gets <laughs> taken away. And then your fantasy football player doesn't get the six points oh. that you've been looking for. Okay. This happens to me all the okay. time. 
we're talking Ooh. about diet okay. change. But yeah, so <laughs> in sports, when you make a mistake in sports, a referee comes. But in life, there isn't that referee. No. So it's just on you to stay positive and look forward to the next meal and not feel defeated, right? Exactly. Just do you, boo. Yeah. Who cares? Let's move on. Yeah. So how do we avoid slipping up, though? Like, what are some of these roadblocks that get in our way? Well, we're going to talk about the top three roadblocks and give you some tips on how to manage your lifestyle and diet so that you can get through them. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d chiroinositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. All right, babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey, sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth, please, so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code VILSISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. So the first one is, for example, Monday and Tuesday, you're killing it. The rest of the week or weekend, it goes downhill. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this happens. Yeah, do you think you're, it, that's because like you're setting yourself up? Like you're like creating this huge expectation mm -hmm. and you're setting yourself up to think, okay, I, I'm going to do amazing. Monday, Tuesday, you go super hard. And then you go so hard the first two days that the rest of the week, it's like hard to continue that, yeah. like, you know, that pace. Yeah, I think so. And I think that we set these unrealistic expectations because there's a lot on the line, like fertility, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a lot of pressure. Like if somebody says, do this diet and your fertility will improve mm -hmm. then you set this crazy expectation that you're gonna be perfect at this diet tomorrow yeah. because you have all this pressure on your shoulders because you really want to have a baby whatever the case may be that's where we get caught up in mm -hmm. this hundred percent mentality so want to evaluate that do a little check-in with yourself think is this something that you're struggling with i think the same thing happens to us we go so hard with our work monday tuesday that yes. by the time it's Wednesday, we're like burnt out. We're like, there's still three days left. And <laughs> like, why did we go so hard in the first two yeah. days? We could have like spaced things out better yeah. and like been more comfortable doing the yeah. other stuff. So. I always want to finish everything on Monday. Same. And I always have to talk myself out of it every Monday. And the Monday becomes this crazy hectic day. Yeah. <laughs> so the second, uh, the second point or the second example of how, you know, to avoid slipping up, you feel like you make poor food choices when you're tired and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this would happen in college, and I'm sure that we have some students listening, mm -hmm. where you have classes, you stayed up all night, you have to study, mm -hmm. you're hanging out with friends, and now you're tired, and now you're over it, and when somebody says, let's get pizza, you're like, sure, because yeah. <laughs> what are you going to cook something? It's exhaust. You're exhausted by now, you know? Yeah. So with that being said... Something that really worked for me in college was preparing in advance and packing my lunch, packing my snack, mm -hmm. making sure that I was creating time for preparation for my meals. So I, I even have pictures in my phone, which I should probably post when this podcast comes out, of Because I would work so hard on what I would eat, you know, yeah. I would take pictures of, I had a juicer, I'd make juice, I would like pack my carrots and like gluten-free crackers mm -hmm. or whatever to mm -hmm. like munch on in the library. I'd pack a turkey sandwich. <laughs> you always see my turkey sandwiches on stories. And yeah, that really helped me. What other tips do we have for that? Stabilizing your blood sugar is also a key factor in preparing all of your um, snacks and meals. Because if you go hungry for a long time, then you just want to like eat a bunch yeah, and then you won't stop eating because now your insulin's high. Yeah, that's such a good point. So if you're like starving yourself for like, if you're skipping lunch, you're skipping breakfast, then mm -hmm. when you do finally get a chance to eat, you're going to just feel overwhelmed by the yeah. hunger and your blood sugar dysregulation. And it's just going to have... Negative impact on yeah. how you're eating and stuff. Yeah, it's like you unlock the gates, yeah. you know, and yeah. you just can't stop. Didn't yeah. this happen yesterday when I we know. were filming and we couldn't eat all day? Yeah, we were filming YouTube all day from like 12 until six, and then by the time we got back home, it was like we got dinner at seven. So we like went <laughs> so long. I mean, we had, I'm sure we had like a little snack, like our like our like bar. Like three or oh, yeah, a little taco four. snack. Yeah. 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 I mean, good thing I had ribs for breakfast. Let's talk about that for a second. If you have a busy day ahead of you, you can plan your breakfast to be big. Mm -hmm. And then if, if you really can't eat, like you have classes or whatever for like four hours and you can't eat anything, mm -hmm. at least you had a high protein breakfast. And that's what I did. I had mashed potatoes and ribs at 11 o'clock. And we started filming at 12. <laughs> and I didn't eat anything till like four or five. That's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. So the next one, the next point or like how to avoid slipping up is mm -hmm. not being familiar with gluten and dairy-free foods. And that results in being inconsistent. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're starting out and you really want to be like perfectly gluten and dairy-free, but you don't know how to, that can be a major slip up. Yeah, you can be accidentally slipping up and as a result being inconsistent and it's not even your fault. You're just mm -hmm. not aware of these different yeah. little details, which honestly, I would like my first uh, tip for that is don't be hard on yourself about it because it takes time to learn exactly. how to be gluten dairy-free, like to learn the ins and outs of like, of like, of the different things, especially when you go to restaurants yeah. and stuff like you don't realize what different restaurants will put into sauces will, exactly. will put into like toppings or even like when they fry some some people fry with flour while some people fry with like cornstarch cornstarch some people put flour in soups yeah would think that yeah, if you, you just started gluten dairy free totally like you're drinking soup you think a oh, soup healthy gluten dairy free but then they yeah. put flour in it so it's like yeah. you don't know so don't be hard on yourself when mm -hmm. it comes to you know knowing the ins and outs but going off of that We also do in the sisterhood have a whole gluten and dairy-free pantry tour. So there are two separate videos. One is a pantry tour to basically tell you all the different gluten-free foods mm -hmm. in Tallinn's kitchen, our kitchen. Yeah, our kitchen. <laughs> and it's as simple as like potatoes are gluten-free. Some people 
they don't know that yet. Yeah, you know? or rice. We had a rice lot of questions about free. rice because, unfortunately, in the PCOS community, so many people will say, don't eat rice. It's bad for blood sugar regulation. Of course, if you eat too much, it can be bad. But if you're eating in moderation, correct portion size, then rice is definitely okay. Exactly. You can definitely eat rice, potatoes, things like that. And a lot of people are unfamiliar with that when they first start out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's totally fine to make mistakes in the beginning, especially because that is going to teach you slowly but surely. I mean, I remember countless mistakes I've made going gluten-free, especially like mm -hmm. Thinking that I was eating rice noodles at a Thai restaurant, but mm. it, the rice noodles were mixed with flour. Mm. I had no idea. Then I was bloated. Then I had acne. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then I called the restaurant and asked them. <laughs> well, there were so many instances where I'd get symptoms and then I'd have to call the restaurant just to like see what's up. For example, this one Mexican restaurant I went to, I thought I was eating corn chips and I was eating flour oh, chips. Oh, no. Like, literally just flour. I was eating flour. Wow. And that's why we always ask now when they bring chips. Yeah. Corn chips, you know? Yeah. But usually most, like, if you, if, especially if you go to most Mexican restaurants, it's corn chips or corn tortillas because that's, like, the traditional way. But even then, that's they, what they make I thought. flour sometimes. Exactly. So then when I called, they said, well, last night we ran out of corn chips and we had to use flour. Wow. The, the lady said that. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But you start learning um, yeah. the texture and the difference between the texture of corn and flour. And I'm going to mention one more thing. Mm -hmm. When you ask the waiter, is this gluten-free or dairy-free? And they're like, yeah. And their face changes. Don't believe them. Mm -hmm. don't, don't just be like, well, he said, yeah. And then get sick. Yeah. Really? Especially if they answer like, yeah. yeah. Like they say like that. I'm oh, like, uh-uh. Yeah. Like. And I don't make them feel bad about no, no, no. it. I don't even show them yeah. that my expression, my reaction to it. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. And they bring it and it, it's like an appetizer. Or something. I just don't eat it. Yeah. You know, D don't blame them <laughs> yeah. if they like poison you. <laughs> and it's always good to tell them right away in advance. Like before you even right. order, before you, like as you're sitting down. That'll help. And they ask you for like, you know, drinks, water, whatever. You can be like, oh, by the way, I have a gluten dairy-free sensitivity. Mm -hmm. If you want to call it an allergy, they, they take that way more serious. Yeah. Because if you say allergy, then now the restaurant's like, ooh, okay, we don't want something to happen. So they take it even more serious then. Mm -hmm. And just saying it ahead of time helps. And I will give like a funny example of my mom. Like my mom, like she loves to bake stuff for me and Italian. And because Italian is gluten dairy free and I'm basically like 90% gluten dairy free, uh, she'll make cookies or she'll make like different like baked goods from gluten free flour. Right. Mm -hmm. So she was showing me the bag that she's been like using lately. And she's like, oh, look at this gluten free flour brand that I found. It looks really cool. I think it was called Cup to Cup or something from Target. I'm not exactly no, sure. No, I think it's Pamela's gluten free no, no, no. flour. I, that was different. She was showing me it was like a blue bag. It says Cup to Cup oh, something. And anyway, okay. anyway, so I was like, oh, that's cool, mom. And I look at I look at the bag. I look at the ingredients and it is gluten free. But when you look at the ingredients, it includes milk powder. Uh -huh. So although it's gluten free, it's not dairy free. And that was just like a like an honest mistake that my mom made. But anyone can make that mistake. You know, like you're looking for gluten free flour. You're not thinking about dairy, right? Like most people wouldn't think about dairy when they're. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Italian's Googling as I'm speaking. I didn't know that either. I thought yeah. it was just Pamela's. No. So what is the brand called? Just so everyone's aware. Cup for a cup. Cup for a cup, yeah. Wow. So I'm not saying anything bad about the brand. I mean, I'm sure it's a no, great it's brand. Great. My, I, we've been using it. My mom has been using it. Are you serious? <laughs> well, now she uses Bob's Red Mill because yeah. I've told her yeah, yeah, that yeah. it's great. Yeah. But she used to use it and I didn't know that that had dairy in it. Yeah, so it has milk powder. So for anyone, just FY Shui and 
yeah, it's it's an honest mistake that anyone can make. Of just, course, you don't know, you right? You just don't know. Yeah, till you have cystic acne, and then yeah. you know. <laughs> so going off of that, basically, um, it takes time to be consistent, and you just want to like check the menu, check the ingredients, and after a while, you'll be way more knowledgeable about it. So you don't have to like yeah. always second guess on um, what you're eating. And again, we're always happy to help you find those exact foods in the in the sisterhood. We have a whole library, recipe library for breakfast, lunch, dinner. And we just added snacks as well as vegan recipes. So we want to support our, our vegan listeners and we want them to feel like they have as many recipes as they need. So we have added vegan recipes into the sisterhood as well if you're interested. That's right. So sisters, if you've fallen off track, get right back on with your next meal don't feel bad about it well that's my question to you babe what if you are off track how do you get back in the routine it's just the next meal whatever moving on it happens evaluate why it happened we listed all of the reasons why there are roadblocks to consistency Mm -hmm. evaluate whether you've stumbled upon some of them and next time you'll be more aware and it won't happen again Mm -hmm. you know nobody's perfect and if it's a lifestyle you certainly don't want to have this like pressure on yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah. So just do you, boo. Okay, I completely agree. All right. So those are our tips, but we're not done yet. We have our DMs. So we like to ask as sisters a similar question and get your responses. So on Instagram at PCOS.WeightLoss, we asked the following question. When you feel like you've gotten off track with eating gluten dairy-free, what do you do to get back on track? And these were our responses. KT Wood says, scroll through your page. (laughs) I love that. That's cute. We like that. I totally do that. If I fall off my wagon of like fitness and working out, I just go on fitness, like tone it up. I love them. I look at their stuff. Motivates me back on track. Hell yeah. Uh, Next one's from Annie Christine. She says, I sit in the sauna and detox. It helps me bring my focus back to my health. Ooh, that's a cool tip. Just like sitting down and maybe meditating, Mm -hmm. just like relaxing, maybe just letting your mind and brain, your body just like calm down so you can just be more in tune with what you want and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Samantha K says, just take the next step. Eat gluten and dairy free and remember it's a lifestyle. That's what's up, girl. Love that answer by Samantha. Next one is Raindala, I think is her name. And she says, feel how crappy it makes me feel (laughs) and get back to it. Yeah. I mean, that is a good point in its own because if you can see how it makes you feel in a negative way, then it's like a it's like training your body to be like, I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. So why am I going to go back to it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how it works. At the yeah. end of the day, we always make the mistakes. And if we can self-evaluate and think yeah. about why or how we feel and what it's doing to us, then it's so much easier to be consistent and create a lifestyle out of it. Yeah. You just don't want to like make yourself feel guilty and feel like bad for hours and hours and stuff like that. You want to avoid that. But if you can just kind of, yeah, you know what? I just, I broke out in acne after I ate dairy yeah. yesterday. I don't Is want acne. It? So it's yeah. not really worth it for me to eat it. And the next time around, you're going to be like, I don't want it. Like, why yeah. would I, you know? And be careful because you might lie to yourself. Okay, this is what I was doing for oh, really? quite some time. I thought that it would it would be okay if on the weekends we would go to parties or whatever, and I'd have a little bit of dairy, maybe a slice of cheese from the cheese board, or maybe a little bit of frosting from a cake. And I figured I was so consistent during the week, and this one little instance won't do anything. But as it turns out, thanks to quarantine, <laughs> I realized that. 
it was affecting my skin. Mm -hmm. I am that sensitive. And in during quarantine, I was so consistent. I've never had better skin in my life. <laughs> okay. And then when quarantine ended, we started going places and I was doing this thing again. Boom. There it goes. Yeah. Back with the acne. Totally. Not worth it. All right. Last one. Cray, cray, ray. Start with one at a time to get back on track. Cut out gluten or dairy, whichever is easier to cut out first. Yeah. yeah in the sisterhood, we do that. First yeah. gluten, then dairy. Yeah. One at a time, one step at a time is like one of the most powerful tools you can use. So, hell yeah. All right. So before we get to the last part of the podcast, the wins of the week, we do have our hotline. For anyone who's new, we have a hotline that you can call or leave a message. The phone number is 1833-ASK-PCOS, 1833-ASK-PCOS. Every time I say it, I feel like it's like a 1833 You know, like those commercials? Yeah. So uh, this week, we have a text message that was sent over to, um, to the hotline. And here is the message. She says, hi, my name is Sarah. I have been listening to all your podcasts and they have been super helpful. I had one quick question. My doctor told me it isn't good to be eating as much protein from animals because of age, which is advanced glycation end. My doctor said that vegetarian diet is best for my PCOS. What is your opinion on this? Hmm. Hmm. Well, one thing we should say first is if you're working with a doctor, work with your doctor and we don't want to get in, get in between what your doctor's recommending when it comes to like yeah. all these different things. Ultimately, it is your choice what you want to do. And there's no one best diet for yeah. PCOS. Everyone can just suggest something, but you would have to try and see how it makes you feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when it comes to the vegetarian diet, though, what do you think, Tony? Is that something that like what, what's your thought on the vegetarian diet? So I have read studies about how like red meat can affect um, our insulin levels and we should reduce our intake of red meat. We should choose hormone-free, organic. Yeah. Grass-fed, yeah. pasture-raised. Yeah, and I'm here for it. You yeah. know, I, I want to eat meat, you know, once a week if I could. I probably eat it more than that. But yeah. with that being said, vegetarian diets can tend to be higher in carbs. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to eat protein as a vegetarian, you may find that the protein sources are carb sources. So yeah. if you're having quinoa, beans, things like that, which are wonderful, they might contribute to a higher carb diet, which will maybe prevent you from losing weight or maybe contribute to fatigue or your PCOS symptoms. Yeah. So you want to evaluate that. And you want to evaluate GI distress because beans and those legumes that you get your protein from, they could cause bloating and indigestion, especially mm -hmm. if you already have leaky gut and inflammation and things like this. It can really make it harder to digest these beans. And my yep. sister went vegetarian because she thought that it might work for like a week. Mm -hmm. And she was bloated and just falling apart. So it didn't work yep. for her, but it might work for someone else. Yeah. And not to mention when you're cutting out all this animal protein from your diet, you're missing a lot of beneficial nutrients, vitamins, beneficial amino acids yes. that are crucial for recovery, for your muscles, for your entire body. So you're missing a lot of these nutrients, like like the B12, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to that, that's why like we wouldn't recommend as the vegetarian diet as the go-to diet. Yeah. Because, again, what Talian said, a lot of the protein content from vegetarian diet has high carb mm -hmm. uh, content yeah so it's yeah so it's, it's hard to have a high protein to carb ratio as a result yeah and then the missing nutrients amino acids that are 
you know crucial for recovery mm-hmm. yeah. and then fish is so good for you yeah. like wild caught salmon you know yeah. It's high in omega-3 fats. It's great for inflammation. Like there's just so many benefits. So what I would personally do if I was presented with the suggestion to go vegetarian is I would do like one vegetarian meal a day or something. And this is what I do. Mm. I try to have a vegetarian lunch Mm -hmm. most days. Mm -hmm. I think that that helps me reduce my red meat intake. Yeah. I feel like I feel good afterwards. Yeah, I, I'm full. I have energy. I, in fact, feel more energetic with a higher fat lunch, yeah. like more hummus and avocado and nuts and seeds and things like that than a piece of meat mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So that's what makes me feel good. Find what makes you feel good. And for any of our vegetarian or vegan uh, sisters out there, we do have new vegan recipes that are all dropped on the sisterhood. Oh, yeah. So you can you can always check that out if you like to. All right. All right. That's the hotline question for this episode. Let's go to the wins of the week. So the wins of the week are fellow sisters who are who are managing their PCOS, losing weight, and thriving and feeling like in control of mm-hmm. their body. Today I chose a couple from the sisterhood. All right. Who is our first winner, babe? Hannah Biglione. She says, as of today, I am down 19 pounds since January 1st. I didn't start seeing results until I changed my mindset, though. And here are my tips. She has six tips, too. So I love this. I I love love that she gave her or seven tips. Top seven tips. Yeah. Okay. Number one, go gluten and dairy free, but don't deprive yourself if you are on vacation or out at a great restaurant. Mm -hmm. That is so smart. And our meal prep and workout course, we don't have meals that you have to prep during the weekend because you want to live your life. Mm. I'm here for it. Like you have to live your life and not be so strict. Okay. Let me go on to two because we have seven to talk about. If you do eat gluten and dairy, just pick back up the next day. Like it never happened. Getting mad at yourself most likely will result in eating more or just stressing you out. Amen. Like literally what we've been talking about this episode. Yes. Three. Continue to lower carb intake. It may seem impossible, but it's not. We don't need bread, rice, beans. Carbs can come from avocados, broccoli, cauliflower. Hmm. Well, I can see where she's coming from. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And the carb intake will be individual to each one. So yes. you don't have to like completely lower it. You don't have to like um, increase uh-huh. it so high. You can find the range that's right for you. And it sounds like for this sister, a lower carb intake work, which is amazing, you know, and what she's saying is, um, like also right too, like you don't need to have a lot of carbs either. You right. Know? You can focus more on the protein and the healthy fats, fats. rather mm-hmm. than just on the carbs. So it's great. Exactly. Tip. Yeah. Um, and also I think she means like, don't get obsessive about lowering the carbs. You can get them from avocados and foods like mm. that. I see. I see. Okay. Number four, if you have a craving of something, eat it and then find a healthy alternative for that craving for the future. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a great tip. Yeah. Like a, like a snack, just have it like if a you fruit, want it. healthy fat or a fruit and a nut butter snack. That's a great, it can help yeah. you, you know, it's a great way to get rid of cravings and helps you find a healthy alternative. Exactly. I mean, she says like, just go ahead and eat it though. Like if it's chips, if it's chocolate candy, like oh, yeah, don't, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. don't like deprive yourself. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's a, a clever way to, because if you deprive yourself, you're just going to like engorge on it later, yes. you know? 
So yeah. just eat it. Yeah. And then think like, okay, can I buy a healthier chocolate yeah. or something? Yeah, that's my I I misunderstood yeah. misunderstood that the first time yeah, I read it. Yeah, because it's a, a new perspective. I've yeah. never thought of that. Number five, I eat as good as I can all week. So when the weekend comes and if I want to have more carbs, I don't feel guilty because I put in the work all week. That can go both ways. That can be tricky. Sometimes, you know, if you restrict all week, then you eat a lot over the weekend. But for her, she probably just mines her carbs all week. And then yeah. if she's somewhere doing something, you know, yeah, she wants she to enjoy herself. Yeah, she doesn't feel the pressure to sure, like yeah. not eat it or something because she's been so consistent Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, number six, eat foods that fuel your body. Yes. Love that. Yes. Seven, fresh is best. Veggies, berries, lean protein, nuts. The less ingredients, the better. Yeah. While losing these 19 pounds, I have enjoyed four vacations where I let myself indulge on sushi, pasta, truffle bread, all the good stuff. And then I got back home and got straight back on the grind. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And that just goes to what we were talking about earlier. Consistency versus perfection. You can still enjoy your life. You can still enjoy the weekends, vacations. Like, I love it. That's amazing from yes. amazing message from Hannah. If you want to see like more information, like tips like this, it's all part of the Facebook community mm -hmm. that we have with the sisterhood. That's where like a lot of sisters like Hannah are are sharing their journey, sharing their experience, what they're doing, and just asking each other questions. That's yeah. like the most powerful tool you can have as a community. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast episode on her one message. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. What's the next one, babe? So the next one of the week is also from a sisterhood. Her name is Shambhavi Pandey. Shambhavi Pandey. Uh, she says, celebrating a small one with the community here. In the last three weeks, I have been mostly gluten and dairy free, like 90%. And I am happy to experience more energy and start my day without caffeine. Cherry on the top is I am three and a half pounds down. I haven't started any of the workout routines yet, but I am looking forward to it now. Thanks, Tali. Oh, that's amazing. Aww. Amazing. That's amazing. And yeah, she says 90%. You know, she's not being like, mm -hmm. like so strict and being like, you know, 100%. You don't need to be if you find the level that's right for you. Yeah. And you can always increase it over time. But three amazing. and a half pounds in three weeks is so good. Yeah. I mean, one to two pounds per week is ideal. If yeah. you don't lose any weight for a week and then the next week you lose one pound, that's great too. I mean, especially in the beginning of your PCOS journey, don't be discouraged by not seeing the fast results. You might just be healing the insides first, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, getting your insulin and inflammation down and getting used to the lifestyle and then later you see results quickly. But anyways, my point is... No, you're you know, absolutely that can right. also trip you up if you're getting obsessive about like why isn't one more time you know yeah. one pound's not enough and why isn't yeah, yeah. it go going down a one to two pound a week is a great great goal to have and even if you don't get that it's still good to like just consistently over time lose weight you don't have to lose a lot at once just like Klein said mm -hmm. amazing thank you so much Shambhavi and also I love how she mentioned like starting my day without caffeine you know I've been doing that for the last three weeks mm -hmm. and it's been difficult and I, I can definitely relate to like finally not uh, feeling the need for it oh you know i sometimes had that like oh i'm so i'm so energetic today i don't need uh -huh. coffee it's a great feeling so yeah especially if you get good sleep yeah awesome like, like we did last night yeah all right well that was well, a great sisters, episode it was lovely chatting with you yeah we got acupuncture again tomorrow maybe you're telling you should do like a time lapse put a camera in the room uh -huh. just do a time lapse i'm going to yeah 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 just ask the doctor if that's okay yeah <laughs> Because it'll show him come in the room yeah. and put the needle and all that when stuff. And he's on Instagram. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be cool with it. Of you course. Know? Yeah. He's nice. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> all right, sisters. Thanks so much for listening. 
We hope this motivated you and made you feel more comfortable on your PCOS journey. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, have a great one. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.